0: It's the intermission. I'm T Christie. I'm sitting here next to Brian William Fanfelter. Greetings, Eddie Edouard Doti.
1: Doti. That's many pronunciations <laughs> of a very wrong thing. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and Tracy Macy Stokes.
2: Okay, thanks for, for I just after the saying my name correctly. Or, I had some sauce on my. Was name. it, yeah.
0: was, it Alien, wow. was it Alien was it Alien Four that jean Pierre Jean U, Junet Jean-Luc jean, 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 uh, Jean-Luc Picard. Yeah. And that's, and that's when I, I started started do it. It was Michelle Scoll. And Eduardo. Doty, right. and mm-hmm. then it was fucking Trey Stokes.
1: At my old jiu-jitsu school, we, uh, you know, we, <laughs> said, we said Brazilian jiu-jitsu, so we're quite used to Brazilian coaches and stuff like that. But uh, at my current place, Tenth Planet, we would, uh, my coach Eddie Bravo would pronounce our names as if it was a Portuguese in origination. So <laughs> Joe Rogan was, And uh, our buddy, <laughs> uh, so instead of Ed, uh, Ed Doty, I was, because uh, they call me Ed, I, I was, Ej because that's awesome right because ooh. the d is pronounced like a j so it's you know that's although i i love that story i like everything you <laughs> did
0: with it can you change the part where the names are different
1: yeah <laughs> can we they make like- it can, can can the guy
0: oh
2: i see because <laughs> we're doing instead a thing of, now that's a good segue in, instead of Thank being you.
0: portuguese could he be
2: french For,
3: instead ooh. of jujitsu could it be crew and instead right. of <laughs> yeah. could you be black
0: instead
2: of you i am already and instead yeah.
0: of the diet pepsi can we have a dog And by the way, towards the end of the story, it was funny. Can we change that?
1: Instead of breathing, can everyone have flippers for hands? If you haven't
0: guessed, the story behind this intermission is that we thought it'd be fun to talk about the worst notes we've ever gotten, which I guess we're going to generally, we're going to change the the criteria to the the, the notes we've gotten that we can't believe how much we disagree with those fucking notes. (laughs) Or just how stupid those notes are. We all work in Hollywood. We all have NDAs and relationships to protect, so we're not going to try to shit on anyone or any studio in particular that much, (laughs) but... Those things happen, and they're fun to talk about. We're going to dance around names quite a bit, I think, in this one. Actually, I like the idea that we say that the person who was giving the notes the entire time was always Eddie, every single time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was me. This one time Eddie said to me, I, I gave myself the stupid note. <laughs> and I could believe what he said. I can start with one. Uh, first of all, I do a lot of, uh, when I'm not doing visual effects stuff, my, my slumming job is uh, I'll do trailer titles for like movies that are going on to iTunes, but no one will care about like that level of movie, trailers, right. and... uh that's how I accidentally ended up doing titles for Blood Rain 3, but that's a different story. Um, and I was <laughs> that kid, doing a...
2: <laughs> that, kid, that doesn't just happen.
0: That was no accident. <laughs> <laughs>
2: one does not simply
0: walk into Blood Rain 3. <laughs> no, I just, I finished the titles. And then the guy's like, oh, can you also do the... Because he's just, you know, here, how much for this look? And I'm like, are oh, we going to do this for that much money? And then he's like, oh, we need one more. I'm like, okay. And it's, he's like, it's the title page. It's the it's the slug for the movie at the end of it. And, and he get oh, ah, ah! Why didn't you tell me? And it was... Just gonna make. The, also in that font, can you do Blood Ring Three? Like no. <laughs> now I don't know which trailer that was. So whichever one you find, if it has bad t- titles, that wasn't mine. But <laughs> and during that period of time, I did a uh, a studio logo, and this was the sort of thing where, like, my here's here's my philosophy when it comes to doing a, your your company logo for a thing. Discreet and classy is cool uh, I noticed that a lot of them Tend to be in a box With like the word underneath it So you like to see Whatever's happening And then the animation Is kind of closed up by a box And it holds still in the frame Of whatever that thing is And your title comes up Or something like that Something kind of classy And then it kind of goes To sort of a monochrome thing And it's just Here's our company We're kind of cool Fuck yeah Fade out And this thing ended up being, Eddie was just fucking
1: nuts. (laughs) (laughs) What were you
0: thinking, Eddie? Uh, He wanted to, like, I literally got the note, can it explode? I'm sorry. (laughs) Uh, And at one point, the guy I was working with, he wasn't working on that project, but he was around. He's like, can we, uh, can we add Sylvester Stallone? Is he available? Can you walk in after the explosion and say the name (laughs) of the company? Like, it was literally that sort of thing where it got, like, it went through. It actually is. I think it is the the shot in my history of a visual effects career doing photoreal shots in some cases. I got more revisions on that thing than I have on anything else in my life. It went through like twenty twenty five incarnations, way more than the Zuffa logo. Mm-hmm. It was fucking nuts, <laughs> <laughs> fucking nuts. And eventually, eventually, I just walked away.
1: See, I thought you were talking about the Zuffa logo.
0: That's no, 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 no. Uh, but that was one of those. That was f- fortunately that was after long after I'd adopted my stance of you pay me half up front. When you're happy, I'll give you a watermarked one if you're happy with that. Okay, give me the money. Got it. Here's your non-watermarked one. So I had half right. the money anyway, but still. It doesn't, it doesn't make for a good story, but you you have to imagine me working my ass off 20 times on the same thing. It's just the most fucking grueling thing ever. I
2: can understand that a company logo is something, well, more, so, care, more so than a movie. They're gonna pixel the, fucking, pixel fucking. They're gonna crazy anal about it because this is our company logo. Just apropos of nothing, it it's um, one that I've seen twice in two movies I saw recently. One is tw- 50-50 that I just watched mm-hmm. the screener of. Um, the Mandate logo is fucking out of control. Yeah. Have you seen that thing? Yeah. It starts with falling autumn leaves. Then the camera tracks sideways to a f- bunch of people running toward camera oh, wow. in a pretty farmland. It looks like Wizard of Oz. And that dissolves into a very stone-faced zombie-looking girl beating a drum and staring <laughs> at you. And then it says Mandate. And it's kind of like, what the fuck was that? I Trey, mean, we need to get off of the subjects. <laughs> <laughs> we should be working the same names. Well, too late for that. That was my logo. Yeah. No, that wasn't that. That wasn't it. But it was like that. It was exactly. It I was, was I, I was watching Fifty Fifty, so it's like Seth Rogen and all those guys were doing the commentary, and they think tore that logo to shreds. So I was like, what the fuck is this logo? <laughs> it's the weirdest logo I've ever seen.
0: Anyway, it was that. It was that, It was that kind of a thing. Like I, I I prefaced. I set up, but it didn't pay off. That that's how I like to do logos is a classy thing, where it just kind of happens, and there it is, still frame, cool font, fade out. This was one of those things where it's like the logo does this, then <laughs> this, and it and then spins and <laughs> and a explodes. rocket ship, then boobs. It's just like, yeah. and they were like, and and, <laughs> and when they said, "Can we make it explode?" I was like, "That's it." That's it. Yeah, that's uh, it. I'm I out. throw up my hands. <laughs> it's like
2: literally like like everyone's fan film logo. It's yes, like, it goes on for like ninety yeah. seconds long, longer than the film, longer oh, than yeah. the movie. What What do you guys got in
0: terms uh. of like? When, 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 at which point have you ever like? Have you ever lashed out after getting a note and been yes. like,
1: "Absolutely, fucking not"? Yes, yes. It's fucking I've, stupid. I've, I've I've had to fight a few times for some stuff. Some some things you know, if I, I work it, I mean, I make my living primarily as an editor in nonfiction television, and that can range anything from documentary film to reality TV to you know stuff that barely was lit. Uh, but <laughs> you know, in, in all in all senses, I mean, we work just as hard as the average person on a feature film. You may not like a reality show, but I guarantee you this: the the crew of Jersey Shore worked just as hard as that yeah. show as anything else. And, um, and, and, and oh, I dr- guarantee the, produ- the production team of a reality show works harder than yeah, the production we of yeah. A lot of we other fucking forms. work. And I and that's not to pump myself up, but I mean my my brothers and sisters out there, we we work. <laughs> uh, there was um, I've worked on a few uh, paranormal <laughs> style shows. Now I've, I don't want to so go into specifics, but <laughs> yeah. it, you know there's only a few of them out there. You can probably piece together. I've worked on three. I've worked on three high profile paranormal shows ghost blowers <laughs> <laughs> one of the, well one of them one of the i'll just say this without ducking around the title too much one of them was on a network that asked you to imagine greater and uh, ah, it um, yeah. and it it a- asks a question whether or not something was true or not. And I'll just I'll say I'll just, <laughs> I worked I mean, for
0: the company that produced the first season and the pilot
1: of that show. Maybe you didn't because I'm talking about something. I'm actually being a little vague on this. This is actually a more recent Sadly. show. Only, Sadly, only its, that doesn't
2: narrow it down enough to one only show. Only
1: in its second or third season. Regardless, uh, I, I note I've, I'm public about this. I'm a skeptic. I don't believe in uh, spirits or spookies or afterlife or anything like that. I don't believe in things that go bump in the night. I feel. I, that's not to say that, it, nothing, that there's not unexplained phenomenon, but the, un, the unexplainedness of it is probably something very mild and timid and not creepies and crawlies.
0: Many things are unexplained, but when you explain them, they're usually stupid. Yeah, they're yeah. usually good. Yeah. There are lots of
1: unidentified so, flying objects. We just so didn't identify the, them. The, None the of them premise, are aliens. The premise yeah. of this show is that they go to a place that's had a spook, and they say, okay, well, these are the phenomena that have occurred. Let's <laughs> use the scientific method to break down in three instances what a thing was that happened. And then they do them, and then afterwards they will sometimes do what's called an EVP session, which is a fancy way of saying we played recorders as we creep through a forest, whatever. This one particular place was a Civil War cemetery, um, and the video that, that they actually captured on film, I don't have an explanation for it. It's like, whoa, that's a thing. Uh, I, that kind of blew me away. I, did, I could not readily explain what it was. I, it wasn't a ghost, whatever. But like, it, it very clearly was something, I just don't know what. So, in the process of doing the EVP, the host and the co host are walking, and they're walking and they have a camera with a night vision on it, and literally, and and they're very clear, they had already set this up, there's no wind, uh, two leaves get up and move across, like, just on their own, off the ground, up and move and then drop. And, um... That it, it it was trippy. It was trippy to watch that. And I'm like, holy shit, we actually have like a thing that probably is like some geothermal thing that caused us to move, or uh, uh, maybe it, it could have been a. Bu- People say bug, but I didn't, really couldn't really see any bugs. Whatever. It, it, but it was a thing that could be sold as a paranormal thing that works well in the holy concept shit, of our story. Holy shit, we finally have something. <laughs>
3: right. Exactly. <laughs> And we've been doing this show for five years. This <laughs> yeah, is the first
1: totally. genuinely supernatural no, this thing. Is, this we is our first season.
2: To, we don't even have to spin this. This is real fucking the, yeah, shit. Yeah,
1: this is our first season. I'm like, holy shit. We're all excited about it. And like, the president of the company's like, damn, like that's good. And like, we, me and, my, me and my, my team and like my story producers and, and, and everybody else, we all worked really hard. And we, we crafted a segment of the show uh, that took about half an hour. It was an hour long. And this case took a half an hour of it. <laughs> and we're all really excited about it. We're like, holy shit, like, this works. Send it to the network. The head of the guy at the network, who is a man I have pitched to, by the way, yeah. um, sends the notes back, cut the leave thing, looks fake. <laughs> That's it. And I'm like, you're fucking kidding me, right? Like, and the, the, the talent, the host and co-host, have a real freaked the fuck out reaction. It's like, holy shit, because it doesn't just happen once. Like, it's like, stop right there. And like, you know, I replay it, and then it happens again while they're freaked out about this thing happening. And, like, it happens multiple times on camera. And they're like, there's no wind, there's no wind, there's no bugs. Like, they're, they're freaking out. And, and the first time a reality
0: network guy says, we can't make an act out of this.
3: Yeah.
1: It's a real thing that you and, could actually make says, an act out of. And, he, and, that, and his exact note was, stupid, looks fake, cut it. And I'm like, I, I don't know. And, I, and at that wow. point, I became completely demoralized on the job. I'm like, I just threw up my hands. I'm like, the fuck? The, like, I'm checked out <laughs> at this point. Whatever. You just <laughs> killed my, my thing. Yeah. Uh, another quick aside. I'm sure wow. we'll get to more from you later. But um, I, my first editing job was at, uh, I worked for a year at Playboy TV. Uh, and the, um, the first show I did there was you Lucky Man. basically it was YomTV mtv Raps, but for uncensored hip-hop videos. Because every rap artist that makes a video probably spends some money making an insanely dirty version that they just show to friends or selling on DVDs or whatever. Um and there was and we kinda and there's some big name artists like Nelly and Luda and all this other stuff, but there's like some bottom of the level rap artists. And I remember one video I got was like, Whoa, that's weird. And um so we put it in there and then the network the network notes came back from the network and it said uh, <laughs> please cut the non consensual looking fisting scene. <laughs> Out of the video, <laughs> <laughs> I'm, like, I'm like, all right, <laughs> I, I ain't gonna argue with that one. <laughs> you're like, uh, which one? Timecode? Yeah, <laughs> timecode time on this one, please. Is it before, or after he shows his hand in the jar of mayonnaise? We, I'm just see, curious. From here, like, we don't know because they none of them were consensual, so <laughs> you have to narrow it down. I mean, on us. the day. Well, because, mean, you're
3: talking about on the day or a story? Right,
1: because the Playboy, the Playboy thing is like sex should be fun and consensual always. And fair, I, fair. Okay. I agree with that. That I like, buy. Yeah. I'm okay like, with that. Yeah, I'm that was a bad note. It was just the most unique one I've ever had. I'm, like, I'm never going to get this note ever again <laughs> in any They're show gonna, I like, ever work on. You frame
3: it and put I, it up next to your like the first dollar.
2: You <laughs> right. <have made>. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, I don't think we talked about it in the Team America thing because I don't think I was aware of it. I know we've talked about it at some point, but it's uh, uh, go to um, letters of note. It's not a story of mine, but it's just uh, worth looking at letters of note, which is a great website because yep. it, it literally re. Prints actual letters from famous people and really fascinating things, um, and uh, look up um, uh, Matt Matt Stone. Um, it's called uh, Best Memo Ever, I think, is what it's called, and it's it's a it's a, it's a, it's, a, it's the actual text. It's the actual because he actually has actual scans of the letters on this website. It's really cool. Um, it's it's the it's the letter that Matt Stone wrote to the ratings board, talking about the changes they were making to Team America to resubmit it to try and get it down to an R from an X. Um, And so in this, in memo format, in strict business letter style, he (laughs) describes, no, it's it's not, it's not the teamwork, it's uh, South Park. Um, He describes in clinical memo detail a series of heinous things <laughs> that they've changed like okay we've made it clear in the sexual scene between Satan and Saddam Hussein that it is a dildo and not Saddam Hussein's actual penis uh, you know and it goes on and on and on and on and then at the end PS this is my favorite memo <laughs> ever uh, anyway it's a there's a one of the shows I've worked on
0: had a scene where they had to castrate a horse and I think that's a staple stable it's a stable it's a stable of, <laughs> of all uh, <laughs> reality uh, j- job based reality television dirty right. jobs and a thousand other shows on his. Every channel I've had a horse castrating scene, for, of course, or, or, yeah. or act sure. or something like that. You do well, like you, you do. know, from an editorial standpoint. There's a, there's a short form for to put one of those scenes. Together <laughs> that is, that we there's all there's know a, there's, there's, yeah. a, there's, a,
3: there's a template in final in final oh, cut yeah, yeah. for yeah. it. Yeah.
0: Acts three and four in the horse castration episode yeah. for dummies. Um, but <laughs> the, but we got uh uh we got notes on the first edit. We, we put it together. <laughs> we're like, and the, the way that works is when you know you watch a any show that has like tits on it or like a logo that has blurs on it. When they were editing it, they didn't have the blurs. They finished the bit, and then it's like, is this done? Is this locked? Blur it, send it to S&P, they say, blur more, whatever. But this was before it had been blurred. And this is, we're just putting together the bit. We get an email back with, like, time code in the frames. Not, like, at 30 seconds, please, no. At, like, okay, okay, okay. We need 15 less frames of bloodied, dismembered <laughs> testicle. Please remove the shot where the horse steps on his own testicle, please. And it's like all of those things, and it's just this God. bit It's just like literally, like he's going through like like every second there was three notes jerking <laughs> off to it, probably. Right at which point the uh, the guy who runs the company was like, "Oh, this is awesome," and he had it sent off to Kinkos, and he blew up the Gmail page, <laughs> <laughs> and now it hangs on the wall so he can just go, "Oh, that's amazing."
1: It's funny, it's, it's and I don't mean to, to, but like it's funny you mentioned that. I used to work on a show. On a, on a major network, um, that was it was a bunch of people racing. It was amazing, um, and it was a uh, the, the the head of the network had a name that rhymed with Genesis, and so we called it the Book of that person's name, and we call that the notes because this ne- network executive for every episode, firstly would demand that the show come in forty five minutes over. He wanted to see it that long, and every single note was about a six or seven sentence paragraph every note it wasn't just cut this shot it would be this shot I feel elucidates a different feeling than what we're trying to go for in cinema we strive I mean it, like li- it was okay. that for every fucking note and so literally it'd be like oh the book of Genesis is coming in again like it was it would just come in and it would just it's like right, literally I mean I'm holding my fingers a couple inches apart it was that thick for every cut of every episode, there was they they stacked them in the corner and used them to prop up desks. Like it was it was just ridiculous <laughs> long. And someone re- would reprint it in like Bible font or Sans Serif, or just like the where it's just like all it's all fancy and biblical looking. And yeah, that that's that was a, that, that was the thing
0: with regards to the S and P blaring thing. Someone in the chat room uh, in, uh, is asking if I've brought up this anecdote. It's not a story, it's an anecdote. But um, generally, when there's tits on a show. The finishing editor or an assisting finishing editor will do the blurring shit because that's yes. basic I did basic that for three ass years, stuff. Yeah. Basic ass stuff. It's just tracing. It's menial. It's just boring as hell. Uh, but it's effectively roto. It's what you're doing. Yeah, more or less. Uh, you're just you know moving the shape of the mat around so you mm-hmm. can blur that thing. But under a certain set of circumstances, the visual effects artist will do it. For instance, when the visual effects artist is doing something under the blur and the blur is controlling the way the effect is perceived, then it's like, well, I'll just handle this please, Cause I'm, I'm the one who's controlling how it looks to the audience. And there was this sequence with, uh, uh, like a, a number of, of naked women and a couple of guys in clothes. They were wearing uh, they were no shirt, no pants, but they had like speedos on. They weren't even skin toned pe- speedos. And one of them had boxers on. And I went through and I very, I'll, I'll just say it very convincingly, uh, removed their pants i didn't do detail anything like that i did the detail that was necessary just knowing i was going to blur it later i removed their pants so that uh i could put a blur over it and it's like oh they're naked too that's fun yeah so i I did this effect and i worked my ass off on it and it was really good and i was doing things like i would i would get the the skin tone where there was no there was a red i'll put the skin tone there and i was shading around the side so that you kind of get a sense that it's not all just one swatch of color under the blur and it was good it was really convincing and then it's like someone at the someone at the company noticed you know you have these guys shaved. I was like, oh, you're right. <laughs> so I put in brown splotches in the groin where it would be pubes, right? And oh um, <laughs> Jesus. so, and then, I, and then I run my mosaic filter over it and we send it off to S&P. And they send it back and they say, I can't believe, if, if these guys have pubes, we have to blur it more. It wasn't, can you remove the pubes? Even though we had said, we're going to do a thing with this footage. They had seen the original footage. It came back, Oh, if these guys, uh, these these guys' pubes are too obvious, we need to blur it more. It's so, like, cool, right on. Now the reason that's an anecdote isn't that. that. I was just trying to relate it desperately to this intermission. But the thing that's cool about that is I also, to complete the effect and the illusion, I did the exact same blur on every boob, and there are like <laughs> fourteen no <laughs> oh, man <laughs> what kind of women are these <laughs> and there are like 14 Rusted. and, and th- just the cool thing about it is i had i was in this weird position where i was at the end of the of the of the, the sequence and i had done it. it was like 45 seconds of stuff and i was just like sitting there and i was about to render out my files and give them back and then i was like you know what i can do and i brought in the raw footage and i laid it on top of the stack of finished layers and i just turned off the eyeball so i'm looking at my blurred shot and then i turn on the eyeball boobs turn off the eyeball eh. boobs not oops. it's a fun I'm like game. this is a game i don't get to play at home <laughs> if i'm watching this at home i don't have that option <laughs> yeah yeah uh, uh, no. no yes nah. yeah 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 it's yeah.
3: kind of uh tangentially related to that i was working at the asylum on something and then uh the editor of uh moby dick actually alex uh who also edited a bunch of other films for them was working on the Comedy Central edit of one of their sex comedies. And so basically doing the TV edit of this thing that, you know, had nudity all over it, including all over the title sequence. The title sequence is just women bouncing off of a trampoline into frame, totally topless. Hey! And that's, you know, a total sky shot, them bouncing into frame and then bouncing out of it. And so he had to go through and edit out all of what, you know, anything that was more than side boob had to, had to go. And so I walked in one day to do something, and he's literally go- toggling from one frame to another, going, can you see nipple there? Because if we see nipple, that's too far. So S&P to go back. is not fucking what you, around. What do you think? Yeah. you like,
0: is that... Yeah. So... No, I, I like I said, I 45 seconds. In 45 seconds, there was one frame of nipple on a girl far in the distance. I got a note for that frame.
1: Right. Yeah. That's how
2: serious those guys are. Right. Anyway... We should. We, I don't think we actually uh, elucidated. Just uh, for for those um, aren't not in the business, um, S and means, of course, standards, standards and practices, practices. Yeah. which are the people who review everything that goes on the, the airwaves. One frame in forty-five seconds. Well, and here's Do forty-five a, times thirty.
0: how many frames.
1: Here's the absolute bitch of it. Because if you've noticed, like sometimes Comedy Central, like after one a.m., they'll show you know movies. Yeah, out they, of they go nuts after because one a.m. Because here's the, here's something. Here's a little known fact. The regular channels, the networks, are actually regulated by the FCC by the federal government. They actually said you cannot do the seven deadly plus this. They, the ABC, NBC, Fox, uh, CBS, they all have the same standards essentially that cable, are mandated by the federal government. Basic cable, everyone thinks basic cable is, the same and it's not. No. They, Comedy Central, they all
0: have the History se- Channel. They have
1: internal S P, which means during most hours they will not allow this. But for certain things like the episode of South Park where they said shit a million times, they will let it go on certain occasions for the right reason. And, um, and so it's kind of a guessing game. So like when I take a new job, the first thing, okay, what network is it for? Style, oh, fuck. <laughs> now I, now I realize I know what I'm gonna be up against. I know that uh, they they we I just got I just did a style show, and I had to beep out lick because it was an impl- implied sexual context, and it's like fuck, come on, like that's. <laughs> And here's the like, thing that no, makes it worse. That makes that it makes way it worse. <laughs> that draws attention to it. Maybe that's what you're going for. Yeah, but like, I'm gonna ng you. Yeah, but like, and, and the thing is, is or, like,
3: or my always favorite when they bleep the whole part of asshole. <laughs> right. You asked. Right. Yeah. yeah. I'm
1: sorry. Right. <laughs> it's, and you never know. You never know. I'm like, offended by that word. You never know where fold. you. Oh, and I've seen things change overnight. I, <laughs> I did. You have to. You have to. If you're gonna say goddamn, you have to bleep god on some networks. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. But you can like say I damn, mean, you just can't say goddamn. I worked. I've done many VH1 shows. I've done many VH1 shows, and we used to be able to get away with quite a lot. I did all the Flavor of Loves, I did all the Rock of Loves, I did all those shows. Um, and then one of our oopsie, one of our <laughs> one of our contestants happened to murder his wife, and then um, overnight, which by the way, totally cool yeah, standards and practices. O- overnight, um, the new head of VH1 after Michael Hershon Hirsh- left. By the way, Michael Hershon, you can follow him on Twitter. Uh, he's got his own production company up now. He produced that front page or that page one documentary about the New York Times. He's an awesome guy. Um he once he left he got replaced by someone who said, Yeah, we're not gonna be doing this anymore and overnight the shows we we're working on just suddenly became okay, different set of S and P now. It's a different thing that a different ball uh you know, ball field we're working on now. So they can change and you gotta be aware of them, I guess, as, as time goes on.
2: But they're doing it for your own good. Yes. For the children. For the children. Brian, ridiculous notes?
1: Won't
3: someone please think of the children? Well, my best are probably from working at the asylum, and I don't ever intend to work there again. <laughs> I don't think I will, so Can I don't... Burn don't that not bridge? Not worried about it. <laughs> yeah. um, but... Uh, was editing uh, 2012 Ice Age, that massive, uh, wonderful piece of cinema (laughs) That massive glacier. And as I I actually got the same note that I remember we got on Moby Dick, it makes even less sense on Moby Dick than it did on Ice Age, but it was, this feels too claustrophobic. (laughs) Which, if you've seen Ice Age, first of all, I'm sorry, and second of all, you will know that a half to two-thirds of the film takes place in a vehicle of some kind. They're either in their car, or a van, or a small airplane. (laughs) And it's like, yeah, when you're confined to a vehicle, yes, it's going to be claustrophobic, and yes, that's kind of the point. Yeah, yeah. they're Hicks, Rita, and as, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: they're Hicks, Rita. These are the common, the common clay of the New West.
3: And my, so my you know, just throw movie quotes morons. in there. <laughs> My favorite, also of, uh, it's. The, the best, the greatest, is when you get two notes that are contradictory to each other. Yep, that's oh my God. that. That yeah. is this. That is the Sterling. And ding, I, ding, uh, ding, ding. My, as in my brief career so far, the Sterling example of that is again on Ice Age, where we put the the first edit together and it came up very, very short. It's, contractually, Asylum movies had to be ninety minutes so they can sell them to Sci-Fi Channel or whoever. And ours came up to, like, 80... It was 78 or something like that. So we knew immediately, oh, shit, we have a problem. 12-minute title sequence. Yes. And it was like, well, we we can get a minute on the front titles and two minutes on the back titles, so we're... Okay, so we only need this many, whatever, this many minutes. Okay, but that's still a big, big old fucking gap we have to cover. Uh, so I got the note. Well, it needs to be longer. Yes, okay, we know that. Also, it needs to move faster. <laughs> okay, well, you see... Those two don't actually go together, is the thing there. It, it, I agree that it's kind of boring and slow and plotting, and but that's not. there's not a whole lot I can do about that and make it longer at the same time. So, I'm afraid you're going to have to pick one. Also, I can't magically edit the movie half out of the fucking vehicles that they spend the entire movie in either. So, that's... To me, the worst thing in the world to have to deal with is notes that directly contradict each other, and that's the best example I have the of that. The problem situation.
0: with these stories is that some of them are entertaining, and some of them are just like, oh, that yeah, sucks. You're just sad. That was a rough couple of weeks. Let me tell you.
3: Oh like, yeah, and by the way, you, at <laughs> Asylum, you're also expected to edit a movie in two weeks. Yeah. Oh, to yeah. solve
2: all these problems in a mere two uh, weeks. I, yeah. I, 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 the only the only anecdote that's coming to mind isn't so much a notes one, but it's I'm going to throw it in because it's the only anecdote I've got, but. Uh, um it is it is kind of the it, it's the same kind of of theme in like it makes you want to go what um it's it's related and it's a visual effect story i was working on uh species um which is a movie we haven't done in <laughs> the commentary of because because only I, I worked on like six shots you know that are at the end of the movie and there's no point in doing the movie otherwise but um but it was it's a cg thing we're doing a motion capture puppeteered thing at the end when the the creature you know the alien creature is running around on rocks and stuff like that and some of that we did is motion capture with an armature that was really it was very cool and uh, you know like three of us puppeteered it all at once you know I I would do the legs generally and one person would do the trunk and kind of animate the head and one person was doing the hands and we would as a group move this armature around and capture that and then they would take it upstairs to the the graphics department and finish it off Um, it was a very early sort of experiment and that kind of stuff and my first day I got hired on the job and my first day on the job, we were looking at the background plates. And um, and so all the people, uh, both the CG people and the puppeteer people, and were all gathered in a room uh, looking at the, the editing uh, thing. And the effects... I think it was the effects supervisor, um, who I won't name. It's a nice guy. Nice guy. Nothing wrong with the guy himself. Um, but he's showing us the plates. And one of the plates that they'd done was... The, there's, a, there's a shot in the movie where the character gets shot and falls down off of a high cliff, rock face... Um, and we we're gonna, you know, this is a shot we're gonna have to do where she has to go ah! and do a fall. Um, and what they had done when they shot the plate, they shot the plate, and then they took a work light, you know, just a regular plug-in work light, you know, one of those things with a big long cord and a you know little protective cover on the light, and they just threw it down mm-hmm. off the off the same place um, to first of all create at least an idea of what interact Because she's supposed to be, like, on fire. So it created, like, a sense of what interactive light was like as it passed along the rock walls. You know, it was kind of as a reference. That was nice. Um, and also just as a reference, because you're looking at a rock wall, which is like a fractal thing. You don't know how big or small it is you're looking at, and there was no scale reference. So... So he's like okay so we have to do a plate where she you know she falls off of this um, so here's the and here's the sta- static plate and here's the plate where they did the reference and we may or may not use the interactive light of the light is it washed we don't know yet we're deciding but we'll have to rem- remove the cord if we do and you know blah. blah, blah. Um, and he said uh, so, so this is it but of course um, when we actually do the animation um, the character will be falling faster because she's heavier
1: right. uh. <laughs> oh god and
2: oh. I'm i I'm, I'm I'm there in a room. I'm the new wah, wah, wah. I'm the new guy, right? It's my first day. I mean, I've been here all of an hour. Everybody else has been on the project for a long time. We're all gathered around and I literally like l- turned around and scanned the room like, is this the test the new guy game? Isn't this where I'm supposed to go, I call bullshit on what you do? and it was like, hmm And I'm like I mm-hmm. uh-huh. Uh-huh. and uh in the end, it was my first day, so I kept my mouth shut. <laughs> oh, Trey! Oh. Okay, it's my first money. day. He took my, the money. It was. My, I did. I took the money that day. I took the money. I, I told the
0: story on the "Why We Here" one, but when I was given like a like just a just a fucking book of anti scientific notes for an educational network, I was just like, God, I want to die. Okay, no, this wouldn't happen. For let's just pick one of the regions every single day.
2: The Big Book of Dummies. That said, it
0: was still a fun show to work on. Anyway. Well, that's twenty eight minutes. Do you want to keep going? <laughs> uh, first of all, here's,
2: here's the problem. The show needs to be two minutes longer. Um, I don't care where you but get it. It needs, from. To, it needs right. to move faster. Also, it,
3: yeah. we're just in the living room. It's, it's too claustrophobic. I need you to open it up. I don't. I don't. That's that's. We should do
2: it. I, I, think I don't we want any more this. of the people talking. I think we're all clear on that. Can
3: you we do, do reshoots? Yeah. Uh, we should we should do a, the producer producer speak episode.
2: At I some like point. your podcast. Yeah. Can it be in black and white? Yeah. Open open it up. Is unfortunately all all computer speakers now are in color. Ah. Uh,
1: all yeah. right. Here, here's the. That's thing. the way you get away with that shit. That's uh, how you do it. I, yeah. I, you I, out dumb them with your? I haven't
0: answer. done the uh, the pink lamp post story on this podcast before, or down in front. Uh, I thought Wait, we have I talked done about the shark on... brain, right? Uh, shark brain. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. that, that was that the one. day. I wish I had been awake that day because that was the day I was really tired, and I told both stories kind of lacklusterly.
1: Uh, here, here, I was going to say that, I mean, let's let's be clear. There are some really good notes. There are notes Absolutely. that come That's through like, oh, that help and are beneficial and productive and intelligent articulate. Let
3: me tell this story actually really quickly. So the movie I worked on in April and May. Uh, the producer of it actually snuck me into the uh, uh, screening uh, of it, like the the test screening of it, uh, the, that they uh, have in uh, Woodland Hills. They invite the you know, general public that don't work in the movie industry at all, and they you fill out the card. What did and you think about you the rate, relationships yeah. between the characters? On a scale of one Who to ten. favorite character? Yeah, and what did you think about this and all of that? And uh, then he actually, I got to see the uh, report after the fact that this company you know, gives them all the cards and then brings it back and analyzes it and builds a whole report out of it. It's and fucking weird. It's like yeah. okay, here's the science of movies and public opinion. Just yeah, right there. In it's like 1. a Malcolm Gladwell book right in front of you. <laughs> it really, it's <laughs> it's fascinating. Wow. And I was you know because we we have these you know because uh, those companies we, we, are good at this. Well, we yeah. we hate you know us as lovers of movies and stories. We um, sometimes have this automatic hatred. Oh, oh, movie by focus group, story by focus group. That's terrible and against all art and t- everything. No, but not, I, I but well, here's the not, thing. Not. Not automatically. A, not automatically it's a tool just and just like fire or nuclear power <laughs> it can be used for good or for ill and i have to i was really surprised in looking at this report going with the exception of the two things that were like central to what the movie was it was like okay well you didn't like that and you don't like that well that's a shame because that's just what the movie is so if you're not on board you're not on board but every like comment about the actual story like oh these two characters their their plot line wasn't resolved it just kind of ended there, like no, you're absolutely right. That's And uh I didn't understand, you know, this scene it this didn't seem to like land this didn't seem to feel believable because she didn't react this way. Yeah, you know, that's actually a really good point. Yeah. Very salient. And man. it's like that's And I have to say it with the exception of the two central like if you weren't on board with those two things, you just it wasn't the right movie for you. Every like story related aspect, I completely agree with everything right. that random assemblage of humanity from Woodland Hills thought about the movie. <laughs> So sometimes that happens too, and it, it's on an entirely different scale. Sometimes you get a producer that goes,
1: that can tell you and mm-hmm. give you really good notes about, oh no, this doesn't work. That yeah. does. And, uh, it, fix it, this. it's the notes that come. Literally, I've had notes that are just no more articulate than, "This is stupid. I hate it. Change it." That's not a note. That's like that. Yeah. You know, that's like that. But I, I encounter that. I've, I've seen. More it. I, than I, should. I, didn't, I didn't more re- than I didn't. I
2: didn't receive it, but I witnessed with my own eyes the following note. I don't know. Try something else. <laughs> Thanks. That's helpful. (laughs) The worst note ever. Yeah. It wasn't said to me, but I saw a human say that to another human. And how did that other human react to it? About like you'd expect. (laughs) Yeah. Quietly. But then when the person in question walked away, I stood there. I was like, I know, I know, I know.
0: Yeah. Now, the uh, other thing, and we're over over time, but this is a nice anecdote to go out on. You can also prepare for this in the visual effects world. Uh, There's a concept I like to call, and I I stole it from someone. I don't remember who it was. It wasn't like a podcast. It was like a guy I know. Uh, the pink lamppost theory. It might have been like Ron Thornton or Lee Stringer, one of those effects guys at the Dave school. The pink lamppost theory for visual effects artists, and you can port this into your field of choice, uh, is you can't control all of human psychology, but you can control for one aspect of it, which is that whoever is in charge of saying yes or no will make changes if you've done such a good job that you're like, I've done it perfectly. They're still going to make a change even if there's nothing to change because they want to feel like they're using their power. So here's what you do. You do the shot perfectly. <laughs> Nail it. Just get it fucking awesome. And then when you're done, on top of that, put something really bad on top of it. On a layer, on the very top of the comp.
2: Blatantly, obviously bad.
0: Like a pink lamppost. Just fucking, there it is, <laughs> on top of Benjamin Button. Just, there's a pink lamppost right there. <laughs> then, you get the guy saying, wow, I really like the shot. Because they like to say that. I really like the shot. Can we lose the pink lamppost? Do not say yes. Say, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you're looking at some hard work. Uh yes. Maybe. Let me I'll but you we'll owe, try. But you owe me. But <laughs> you owe me on the, you owe me for this one. But you, we'll try. And then you go back to your computer, you click off the layer, you go get lunch. <laughs> wait a few hours, yeah. email them back. How about this? Catch a movie. There it is.
1: Good. Finally. I'm like, oh,
0: "Dude, don't ever do that to me again." Yeah. <laughs> the pink lamp push theory applied to your own You're field. doing the That's Scotty. That's called anchoring. You're yeah. doing you're doing the Scotty. Scotty. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's you know, it's it's it, on the back end you are. You multiply your uh your fulfillment requirements by a factor of four or whatever. Say it's going to take four times longer than it will. But going into it, do your best job and then put something awful on top of it so they can go, instead of going, oh, you know that really great way that the light's interacting? Can we change that? And then you have to do it? Yeah. You just go, nope, it's all done except for that fucking, you know... (laughs) It has to be blatant because otherwise it will backfire right, right, on right. you and they will final it. Yes. <laughs> they will yes. final it with something blatantly wrong. <laughs> there has to be like a pterodactyl
1: or something. Yeah. It has I, to I like have, <laughs> I have found this to be true in, in post-production especially, and especially on the technical side of things, is that oftentimes we get notes in the form of questions like, well, how, you know, they, they, assume, they assume that some things will be insanely hard, but they're actually pretty easy, like yeah. you said, yeah. or they think something yeah. stupidly difficult and time-consuming can just be a switch. Is it, bu- yeah. Is yeah. a that's, button. That's can you make the constantly. spaceships look real? Yeah, there there would be <laughs> uh, a, constantly a buddy the case. of mine. A buddy of mine actually, um, he created the uh, pr- he called the producer macro, and he had a producer <laughs> in his bay that he, anytime his producer would say something like, I don't know, that, that doesn't really work. See if you can like tighten it or make it <laughs> flow better. Like any any you get buzzwords like that, tighten, flow better, man. Open like, it uh, up, yeah. Open it. Up. Like it just it seems different, like, he would just basically hit a bunch of keystrokes that did fuck all. And then <laughs> he would play it again, and nine times out of ten, like, okay, that's better. Like, yeah. he would get there. He oh, we've the all done that. We've it's all a placebo. Th- it's totally placebo. We've all uh, showed the same thing I want again. To, I, want to, um, I want to end it with a not my story, but the best reaction to a note I've ever heard of in my entire career. He is a friend of mine. I don't want to say his name because I want him to continue to be hired. Uh, but it's a gentleman who... Um, he loves editing, but he doesn't need it. He actually has he's I don't want to say independently wealthy, but he has a, a steady source of income. And Drug uh dealer, Got no, it. No, no, no. <laughs> he owns property. Um rich girlfriend. And uh so he was he basically on his second week on a show. The owner of the company came in and completely berated him uh for so, for a cut. That was fine. It was just a regular cut of something. And he's a good editor. Um and so he was just uh, about two minutes into this. He has, Because he's independently wealthy, he he doesn't suffer fools, and he does not stick around where he doesn't need to be. And so he this, does not need this shit. He does, not, he does not need this shit. That can be so, very dangerous or great. And, <laughs> and, and, and both, and you'll see why. Yeah. Uh, because after this producer was tearing into my friend and just going on and on about it was cut sucked and all this other stuff, my friend basically just looked at him, and he started typing. And he's just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, <laughs> uh-huh, okay, all right goes through about three minutes of this, and then literally hits a button and goes, okay, I quit. Walks right out the door. He blew away all the media. Whoa. 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 Oh. Yeah. (laughs) Whoa. Yeah. As he was typing, he's literally going in, and it's avid, and he's not just deleting (laughs) reference clips. He's keeping the reference clips. He's keeping all the reference clips. All they have to do is... relink everything. Redidge everything. Oh, (laughs) shit. He blew away... About a terabyte's worth of footage. <gasps> oh.
0: Not cool. Uh, but <laughs> <That's> awesome. Awesome. <laughs> Not cool. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. That, that, that,
1: is right. the, that is the
3: post-production equivalent of that flight attendant. Dude, that, <laughs> the chat room is lighting uh, up. The, uh, <laughs> that's awesome. Holy blew shit. Blew the door of the emergency yeah. slide yeah. thing. Yeah. Like, With that, like, two that, I am so glad slide. you – but that is equivalent to
1: almost killing somebody. That is a scorched earth yeah. policy there, and, man. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> and he said he he, – He really didn't need that shit. He said it was the equivalent – as he was walking down the hall out – he said it was the equivalent of, like, running in front of a fireball. Because as <laughs> he's walking down the hall, Ooh. he's just hearing people in bays going, what the fuck? Like, just...
2: I could just make it to the door and I get just... to my car. <laughs> but,
3: I'm but, amazed that something like that isn't, like, actionable. Well, like, here's the thing, though. And
1: that is the beauty of uh, Avid and Unity structure is that there's no log record kept. Of media being deleted, like it just, oh. it just the way the, arc structure, the I architecture, the architecture is done. There's, you can't link it to a specific station. It's, it's on the unit. Oh my god! It's like, oh, so I'm bad. sure there are plenty of horror stories
2: about. Hey, who deleted all the? Oh, is that what I just? <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. No, I'm sure I, that
1: happens. I literally on a separate job. I literally told an assistant like, you blew away all the media. You need to leave the room before the boss come back. Yeah, so comes get back out and physically kills you because he's capable and he will do it. Like he will, yeah. You know,
2: we're already over time anyway, but we, might, we could devote a little time to, you know, the pink lamppost theory, you know, going on. Because if you want to keep your job and you get the goofy note. Right. You got to somehow make it work. Get through it, you know, and that's right. the whole. M- By the way, you think
0: being an effects artist or something like that would be fun because you, you're good at Photoshop and you like After Effects. Half of the job is being able to not kill people. Yeah. You know how all of the job of being an assassin is being able to kill is people? Sales.
2: Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're literally just like, OK, I got a final three shots today. I'll tweak one, but you're going to go over budget and over schedule if two don't final today. So you pick which one you want to frame. Fuck.
0: You want to you be know. an assassin? One hundred percent of that job is being able to kill people. You want to be a visual effects artist? Fifty percent of that job is in being able to not kill people.
2: I tell you, the follow. I think that's fifty percent of the job of most jobs in Hollywood. Yeah, yeah pretty much. No kidding. The follow up to to my, uh, to my um, uh, try something different story. Actually, there's a, there's more to that. A little more to it. That was a project I was on where I was basically um, the director is a guy that I worked with before. He's a very cool guy. He's a cool guy. He just he, he he just sometimes has a hard, really hard time articulating his his thoughts that he'd like to see, and and doesn't you know doesn't I don't think quite get how important that is when you're asking someone to do something on a schedule. Jersey, like, yeah, yeah, that's I've, yeah, because I work with him so much and he's a friend of mine. Um, so he's a, he's he's a, but he's a cool guy. He's an extremely talented guy, but he is he does get really really fiddly fuck with stuff, and so they brought me in on the project. Because I kind of knew him to kind of be like literally like the little t- like like Lobot like I I would like kind of hang. <laughs> I would was like, translator exactly. I would kind of hang in the because bo- I'd worked with a lot of the the, the actual team before on other projects. It just coincidentally, it was weird. Um, and and having you know I was already I'd already done Troopers you know so I'd supervised big shows. So this guy is the director, but they kind of said, but you're the animation supervisor, kind of you know whatever. So 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 the director would I would literally like. Okay, what I think he meant was, so, so in the case, for example, when, um, when uh, he's, you know, the director was like, he, he wasn't happy, but it, you know, he couldn't articulate. He, and he said, I don't know, try something else and walked away. It's like, now I'm standing there and I'm like, okay, here's what we're going to do. Um, you know, I've worked with the guy for years. It's like, we're going to do this. Try it like this. Put this here. Change this over here. Put this over here. And then tomorrow, if he loves it, you're golden. If he hated it, it was me. Yeah, that was pretty much my job. You know, I'm that guy. If if he loves it, it's yours. If he hated it, it was my idea. Great, dope. just do that. See you tomorrow. So that was kind of my job, is to go around, you know, picking up. But but at times, be, because I was kind of in a secure position, I really was just for weird political reasons of the company, I wasn't really in fear for my job, nor was I really that invested in my job. So I got to kind of sometimes have fun, and the most fun I had was it was all cubicles, it's all you know typical cubicle world. So sometimes. I would try and sort of subtly clue the director, like, oh, dude, let's move on. Let's just <laughs> let it go. Um, and sometimes he wouldn't get it. So the one, my my favorite moment, just for me personally, was um, he was sitting with one of the animators in the cubicle, and I'm, like, standing outside the cubicle just, like, waiting and waiting and waiting while he's having this sort of endless conversation going on and on about the thing. And I ended up just out of sheer boredom. I just kind of sunk down, so now I'm out of sight behind the cubicle. And I, st- I just started going he tweaks the precious he's tweaking the precious the precious he tweaks the precious <laughs> and I'm just like this little asshole like you know voice coming over the thing and it worked after about 30 seconds he was sort of embarrassed enough to like anyway alright <laughs> you know, he, was, he was amused and pissed all at the same time so I was like I was in enough of a position where I could get away with shit like that but boy it's like so many times since then, if I wished I could go right back into that again, like sitting around a big table and somebody's pontificating and just want to crawl into the table. He tweaks the
1: precious. He tweaks the
2: precious. So few times in life do we get to do that to a major director. Whoa, wacky
0: shit. I'm trying to think. I, I feel like I have something like that. I'm just, it's not coming to me right now and no one else is leaning forward. Um, it's on you, dude. Nope. Damn
2: it. <laughs> um... <laughs> Shit! Is there, I, ha, I I know I have something like that. I have to say, they're, they're, it, once in a while, you know, some directors, some directors are okay with you getting back at them, and, and you have to carefully, you know, know what you're doing. You get, yeah, yeah, you can pick the, the battles. If, but if you, you go fight. like, dude, you're really overthinking this shit, <laughs> you know. And it's like, and again, you have to be responsive. Like they've got something in their head they're stuck with, and but but you need to address that, and and that's the trick is. To... And, and sometimes they can
3: get at it, and so it yeah. takes somebody
2: else to go all this other shit in front of it. Fuck yeah. that. What this is this what if, is what's back there. What let's, if I did this? Yeah, what let's work this on that. Instead? What do you think if I did this? Like, mm, yeah, yeah, try that. You know, and sometimes you know it's valid, and sometimes it's just well, you just need to get a juice box. But you know, just knowing, <laughs> knowing when's when, when's which is is, a, is quite an art. Pavich is like muscular, busy, aggressive. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once yeah you know, once every decade I get away with shit like that, <laughs> and that's I'm a, always amazed that I did. That's
0: a big one. Yeah, I I think... I mean, I have more horror stories, but I think I've told many of them, and the other ones aren't actually interesting. They're just like, yeah, that sucks. You know, whatevs. Yeah. The problem is there's too many of them, and it's hard to be enthusiastic about it.
2: (laughs) (laughs) You know? There's one
0: terrible time.
3: Oh, so let's see. The top five days, my job sucked. Let's see. Number (laughs) one. Let's relive Number two. Number
0: three. Have you ever given a note that that as soon as you said it, you were
1: like, I hate myself? (laughs) Yeah. Um... I mean, not necessarily. I've I've been in few. positions. Okay, when when was
0: the worst? When at which point did you give a note where you're like, I know how much work I'm telling you to do right now.
1: Oh, where it was. Well, that, yeah. I've done that
0: plenty that, of times, but done. I always
2: I hang a lantern because like I'm I'm fully aware. Right. Know? So I try and I try and explain like here's why that has to be the case. And it happened all the time on Troopers, for example, and a little more, more so on Martian because I was the one doing actually doing the sales to production is. And everyone knew this is how it worked at Tippett. You know, it's like it's like that. That was always the, the wedge you drove is we're, we have to final six shots today. We're presenting eight. We have to final six. Someone's going to take it right in the shorts. Yeah. We're, you know, going to have to work on their shots some more. Um, but we're going to hold the line and make them only send two back for tweakage. Right. So everyone's it's like, you know, it's like waiting on death row. It's like, who's it going to be? You know, who gets to move right. on to the next shot? Who got a final? Did the same guy ever get two shots on one day? Uh, usually you weren't working on two shots at the same time you would have only one shot that would be in contention so so um so that was you know but everyone knew that it was you, know, you have to you walk you know it's there, like playing russian roulette exactly there's <laughs> the, there's the slow walk back sue so, robin um good news is everyone else is going home early tonight and that's nice for them but uh you um are going to do some more animating but everyone was totally cool with that cuz cuz it was never like always the same person's turn everyone just knew that's that's how the deal is that's right. how it is but uh, but that's quite an art. I learned I learned a great deal of it from uh, from Phil. Um, that whole art of negotiation with production, where and and literally budget and schedule is is really the only hammer you have because you can talk about creative issues all day long, but if you just you you hit them in the budget, you make sure the producer's in on the conversation, not just the director, and you say, look, uh, because of umpteen thousand reasons, we we you know we can't. That be are working. all very technical, and and we know it's basically. You know, it's up to you. You want to? It's an overage. You know, this shot has to go, or right. that shot has to go, or we're billing you. Uh, or how much overtime can you afford for? Today? Or that other shot that you yesterday wanted us to tweak, we're going to throw that out because that's just how it is. And uh, you know, then that one's done. So give me something here. So so that that's that's a huge ongoing part of the job. And. uh the, know, that that 's a you know great you because know, some people are going to be combative, and some people are going to be friendly about it, and some people are going to be okay, I hear you, I understand you know and, and everyone wants to make a good movie, but everyone's you know got their own you know they 're working for different everybody companies with different agendas, back. yeah and they 've got you know they 've got issues the other side of that I guess we hadn 't thought of this, but the other side of that is
0: directives, not things to tweak after you 've done it, but the things you have to do in the first place <laughs> because you 'll often I often run into a problem where it 's like there's some there's someone. Describing the difference between an artist and a producer, I I, you know there's they're basically the same people and they can have beers together. What's the difference between them? And I I figure the difference is mostly the creative ability not to do the technical side of what their creative thing is, but the creative ability to take a thing and make it into an image. You can imagine a thing, but an artist can actually okay, well that can't possibly work. So how can I make it look like it's working? And the example I always use just to illustrate my point is the two soup cans where. Uh, you can say right now, and you can you can picture it in your head. You just can't do it unless you're an artist. Picture two soup cans, happy to see each other, they're hugging each other, but one of them has a boner. <laughs> how are you going to see the boner? An artist is the guy who has to go, oh, fucking okay. How are we going to do this? Uh, I have no idea how to do that. And the, the, the directives thing, all right, do it, the, Do this impossible thing. Is the thing that always bugs me where it's, you know, we need to see this happen on screen. I'm like, mm, that sucks for you. Because <laughs> that won't work. That's That's a sounds, that problem. sounds like a future you problem. I don't know. <laughs>
1: the, 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 the interesting thing about working reality is that we we don't have the uh luxury of rewrites. Really, I mean, it's sometimes we do. Sometimes we can go back and get them to like redo Editing something. Editing reality seems like it'd be more like putting together a really cool like remix. That is its own separate intermission. Yeah, because it's like it's it's. Every show is different to the degree with which reality is distorted. But when you get a note like, do this, it's like, I literally can't. Right. Yeah, I mean, a what lot. You're I mean, talking about, we, I want to see her be more angry, and you go, well, there's no shots of but, her being angry. But I will, I will say this, but here's the thing. Mm-hmm. There may not be a shot of her angry, but what I do and what a lot of us who can make or her doing this, we can find a shot of her breathing with her mouth open and then combined with a cymbal scrape <laughs> and, a, and a piano sting, <laughs> and then I can speed ramp that down. Right. She's angry. You know what I mean? Reality
2: that, television, ladies and gentlemen.
1: But then again, and 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 Chad Peter and I briefly discussed this on Twitter a while back. But like, uh, you know, when he said reality shows aren't reality shows, at all they're not documentaries. I'm like, uh, how how real do you think document most documentaries are? Truly, right? The very first yeah. recorded documentary is Nanook of the North. Guess what? It was fake. <laughs> yep.
3: Yeah. You know
1: the the Disney documentary. The, the igloo na- is a stage. The the, yeah. the nature documentary of the lemmings going off the cliff and therefore gives us the phrase, you know, follow like a lemming. They push them off the cliff. Like (laughs) I'm not joking. Like reality, lemmings don't actually do that. The second you film something and then stop filming it, you're distorting the reality of its life. The second you take (laughs) two
3: pieces of film and put them together in any kind of edit, you are you are making an active decision about
1: what reality you are portraying. Right. Right. I could I could cut the real Housewives of Beverly Hills and make it 90 minutes of them all brushing their teeth. Guess what? They actually did it is that reality is that it no like that's so that and in reality our notes therefore are a lot of times like well we know she's really happy during the scene we were there on set we saw her be happy can we make her really really angry and sometimes we can and sometimes we can't and the fine line in, in having to satisfy your superiors and satisfy the people who pay for your show uh is okay with what i got what can i do and then at some point going having the foresight to say you know what I can only take this so far. Anyone can only take this so far. So if you really want to sell it better, you're going to have to pay to do something else. Similar to what Trey is saying. Sometimes you're going to have to plunk down the investment of either time or money or whatever to make it better. There's only so much a person answering that note can be able to do.
3: When it comes to editorial, it's very much the programmer's creed. Garbage in, garbage out. If there's nothing to work with footage-wise... right. In the raw footage, you're not going to get a great edit. So yeah, it's a matter of having that footage to work with. Smoking. That's comparison. what makes your leaves
0: story so ho- horrible. <laughs>
1: but okay. but, but yeah. That's like, yeah, well, sometimes this is a get show tragic. literally built on things that don't happen. And we and we got <laughs> then our, something did. And yeah. guess how guess how we solved that? We got the guy to come in and to do another. Uh, we we did an, o, an o, it's called an OTF on the fly interview with him when it happened, where he was like, "Holy shit! I just saw this thing happen." We got him back in. We waited till night. We took him back behind the. Um, uh, we, <laughs> we took him back behind the production company where there's a lot of trees, and we filmed him with just a single spot. And we had him say, uh, "You know, I've, initially I thought the leaf, the the leaf was moving on its own, but I suppose there was a lot of wind out here." That's how we solved the note, and then we moved on. <laughs> and it broke my heart to do it. I was it was my it was my half of the show, and I was I had to be the one to pull that trigger. I had to take George behind and tell him about the rabbits and, and fucking put a gun to his head. <laughs> so you like,
2: you had a real mystery, and you had to solve it with a bullshit explanation. Exactly, <laughs> oh. and, 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 and uh, that hurts. But then again, but here is the thing.
1: There's a lot of good reality too. Top Chef, I think, is a great Top show. Top Chef is great. It's, it's a, a different it's kind of show. show. It's, yeah, exactly. A very different kind of show. There's observational. Uh, my my uh, my former employer is Joe Canbaggio. Just made a show called Caged. I think it's very good for an MTV show, especially. My roommate Mark is working on Caged. Yeah, I think it's a very oh so yeah. He probably works for Joe they The great people. Yeah, you know, and and they they put a lot of passion into what they do. And and uh, you know, so it's it's a different animal, but same. You know. Sort of a good
3: story is a good story, regardless exactly. of its format. Exactly.
0: I also, uh, for a big portions of the last few years, have worked in various reality television shows, and I've seen some shit. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Literally, I've seen oh, things you people shit. wouldn't believe.
0: Well, I've seen shit where it's like, what's the uh, the word that's C R A? Craven? Craven? Yeah. Like Craven. these these cowardice. Yeah. No, well, cra- I'm thinking of the word where it's just like so depraved not even, no, but like a Craven obvious. It's just this thing where it's like, we all know how bullshit this is. <laughs> there is absolutely no respect for the reality of the situation. And we're getting inserts and shit like that to make a thing that didn't happen just to fill the act out. That kind of stuff. Uh, it's just like, and that's Craven, right? A Craven attempt at something, blah, blah, blah. Craven, yeah, is famous, a Craven attempt is, yeah, you could say, yeah. it. right. It's shameless. That kind of thing. Yeah. And it's just like, I can't, believe we're doing this oh, okay yeah. there yeah. it goes it's off new project um yeah man this got depressing <laughs> 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 that's I how try, this
1: sausage is made kids <laughs> i tried to put it back by saying some notes are really good and leads to a very yeah. rewarding yeah yeah process. but then we got off another tangent yeah yeah no eddie tried to end it on a high note and you yeah.
3: just what's
1: down. the
0: best revision you ever got <laughs>
1: There, there have been shows where like, I, I take it to a certain point, and then someone takes it, and then I see it on there. I'm like, that's better than I did. I'm happy with that. You know that's who people fine. in
2: the industry always seem to point to? Because this is, uh, there's a certain crowd of people who kind of will do read-throughs together. And, hey, we're having a read-through. Come on down. And it's sort of the same people show up. Um, people say that uh, Judd Apatow, they almost always go, Judd Apatow, he read my script. He said, boom. Yep. And, and, and son of a bitch. He's uh, God damn it. He just fixed that whole script right there. Apparently, yep. he's a master mm-hmm. at that shit. Yeah. Um, he can, you know, he'll can. look at his you know, rough cut Or he'll look at your script Or he'll be at your read through And he'll go
1: and You know doctor what I think it. You
2: ought to do you ought to, you know, God damn it You're a fucking genius um, People point to him a lot
1: so. Well, uh, um, I think the, uh, a very famous story of that is, is Goldman with Ben Affleck and Matt Damon script, where yes. they Google Go Hunting, hunting yeah. was originally going to be like this whole spy thriller. And it's like, yeah. no, the 1st The 30 government movie wanted
2: him because he's a genius. He can crack codes or yeah. shit. Or,
1: the 1st theory movie where he has to like, you know, the, him with the girl and him with the psychologist, that's your movie. Go. And they open that up and they won an Oscar. Yeah. As opposed to cut Act 1. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the opposite. Make your whole movie Act 1. Like, yeah, like, Are I mean, you sure? It's weird. Yeah, yeah. yeah all that other shit trust me we can put
0: some Elliot Smith on that it'll be yeah. fucking heartbreaking right. <laughs>
2: anyway oh man Well, I wonder, what do we how, are we had some 45 odd n- minutes odd in
0: 4 minutes we'll be done with an hour okay well, yeah. well here's
2: does anyone have a quick question To um, uh, what is the what is the secret to giving a good note
0: knowing what the problem is that sounds like an obvious thing but that's the thing and it's this, it's the two soup cans thing it's be able to explain what you want to see if you can That's good. The problem is, most of the people who are in the position to give notes didn't get there by way of artistry. They got there by some other way. So they're not the kind of people whose brain has been assembled in such a way over periods of experience and periods of insight to go, this is the problem. I can look at this and go, if this was different, that wouldn't be a problem. So that's not the problem. It's this. And figure out what the
2: source of the problem is and say, it's that. Fix that. You're good. Here's my great. I'll, I'll answer the question with my greatest probably single piece of wisdom when dealing with visual effects artists. This is like, cause a lot, a lot often I'll, will be a visual effects supervisor, or whatever, working with a director and you know and du- directors aren't necessarily have experience working with, you know, visual effects, um, which can often be quite difficult. Um, and I forget, I got this tip from someone else and I don't remember who it was, but I've since passed it on. Um, but my, so follow them on Twitter. My, yeah, my, my single tip, but I've, I've repeated this over and over again and I try and apply it myself is, um, it's such a weird little thing, but it's so it's so awesome uh, and, and works so it's so useful. Um, when a director is talking to a visual effects artist, um, I say, and and they want they get to the point where I go, I'd like it to be a little more you know, whatever that is, a little faster, a little redder, a little darker, a little brighter, a little higher, a little lower. I say, give them a percentage. Hmm. Don't say a little bit. Give them a percentage. Because yeah. that's what they're going to input on the screen to make it happen. Right. They're going to make it X percent more of whatever it is you're talking about. Right. So you say a little. It's like, well, what's that? Is that 1%? Is that 50%? I said, so just just try and talk in numerical values because that's what they're dealing with. And it's actually it's amazing how that that's, – That's too light. We can see through it. We need to be able to not see through it as much. Half as much?
0: Yes, 30% as much. 50, that's that's a good. it's yeah. good. It's
2: it's a really it's amazing really how simple yeah you because know, people could, person here is make it a little darker and you don't know what the fuck you're going to get. Make it 10% darker and at least everyone's kind of thinking mm, the same, same thing.
0: thing. Of course the problem then is you'll get a note like let's try something 30% different.
2: <laughs> well that yeah <laughs> that would be a
1: bad note. The uh the only thing i would ever say I mean I've I I heard early on in in my education that you know when you're giving notes, and I, and I've tried to employ this myself. In the, few, the the times I've had to give notes, is always advocate for the audience. Always advocate for what the audience is going to see. Put yourself in their shoes. And I've I've taken that further. I've t- I've, I've tried to put myself in fuck the audience. No, put myself <laughs> put myself in the shoes Bunch of the of audience. Slack yokels. I
2: put myself in my underwear in their bed. That's what I do.
1: Put myself in there like on their worst day, and it's up to me to make their day better. Like it's up it's like their day is not that great, but if they can really get into something. For a little bit. I can make their day, if, whether it's comedy, drama, whatever, just, like, make their day a little bit better. And if if my decision is going to help towards that, then great, you know.
2: <laughs> the Gene Herschel Humanitarian Award for Reality Show goes to... <laughs> well, well, anything,
1: you know, like, I mean, anything at all. Make make the day a little better. Yes. So.
0: I like that. I wish I had something along those lines. That's, it's just a simple thing that always applies in sort of a generic way, but I don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Except uh-huh. for the pink post thing. You can apply that to your field and it'll always be pink a helpful thing. to have. Thing. If you're gonna be corrected by someone, do it the best way you know how and then put a
2: really glaring error on top of it. Yeah. And then when they say fix or, that. Or, or as an editor friend said to my a friend, editor friend of mine years ago, with the same idea, exact same idea. He showed me a cut and I had the clients come in to review this. And I said, Yeah, it's great, but if you get that one where there's like three frames of some fucking thing, he goes, Well, that's for them to, to tell me to, to take out and I was like that's genius. <laughs> that's when I first heard of it. And he, you know, it's, it's his, his, char- his phrase was, give the boss something to fix. And that's hmm. yeah. pink lamppost. You know, however you want to characterize it, that's, that's a very useful. The thing.
1: loose doorknob theory. <laughs> when
2: yes. you're building a house, mm.
1: if, it's a, if it's perfect, the, the homeowner is going to find something wrong with it. You, loo- you keep the doorknob <laughs> loose. They come in, well, the house is great, but that doorknob needs to be fixed. <laughs> What's right. the doorknob? Yes, yeah, oh. so you're, you're absolutely oh, there, right. Oh, wow.
2: That's weird. I don't know how that happened.
1: <laughs> I guess this is my generic thing. If
0: you're going to ever be in a situation where you're giving notes to a creative type, two things every single time know what you want and be aware of how much work it's going to take that person basically when you're giving notes they're getting bad news that's what's happening it's the same exact thing as getting bad news know what you want and be aware and you know tone your notes accordingly what you're asking that person to do because it might be i want this but i'm going to say it nicely and explain myself clearly
2: because i know that means you don't get a weekend this week that kind of thing. Right. Just be aware of that. And if, I'll, I'll throw one more thing on top, and I'll put it back in the artist thing. I think a lot of people are afraid to speak up. If you yeah. if you are given that note, and there isn't an awareness of what they're asking for, I think it, point out to you them. have the right and the responsibility, I think, in fact, even to go... To do, communicate how much you realize that Doing that is going to be this much more
0: work. That's how I became the asshole on that project with the science thing. I was like, yeah. nope, that's not... A, all right, <laughs> yeah. fucking...
2: At least and, I brought and, it up. And not in the sense of, like, I just don't want to work that hard, but just go, look, I think, you know... Are you aware that you're expecting me to do shot X starting tomorrow and that means I'm going to be doing this for 3 more days if I do what you just said. Just it's my responsibility to let you know that. You make that call.
0: I always do that um for and it's slightly selfish because you never want to work harder especially if you think you've done the job right already. But I always I always say, "Okay, that's going to take 3 days. How about this?" And then it's like, yeah. "I know. I have from an informed point of view. It's like, I understand what you're getting at, and I understand an easier way for both of us to get there. That that'll take this long. How about this?" And then they at least have an option. Yeah, I think that's the artist's responsibility to do that whenever possible. I right. agree with that. And now, we have reached an hour. Oh, my. Right. Wow. size, wow. Yay! Yay! Anyway, uh, my name, is always, is uh, T. Christy. Brian Fennifer. My name is sometimes Eddie Doty. Yeah, I've been meaning to speak to you about that. Oh,
2: shit. <laughs> <laughs> this has <laughs> yeah.
0: The intermission. Thank you very much for listening. Good night.
2: It's not clear when you're Eddie Doty. I think that's what I think that's what's bugging me. I thought it was going established in Act One, needs... um,
1: and I'm just going to push back a little I bit. Because, about...
2: You know, you're introduced as Eddie Doty, but then later it's like you're not anymore. Right. Ca- but if you watch, it, ugh, fine. Ca- can we just? Well, ca- it's, I'm just saying it's not clear. That's no, all. no, no. no. I mean, hey, it's what I understand that there's a whole
3: process
1: that you have. I'm happy to address it.
3: Can, can, can okay. we just be like you know a little less Eddie Doty?
1: thirty percent more Eddie I, Doty. I, I, I feel here's the thing though. If if I lose all the times I'm Eddie Doty, I feel like then what's the point of introducing in the first place? No, I understand that. I see that. I see
2: that. I'm just saying. For me, it was like maybe it was one too many times that I wasn't
1: really We'll clear. dial it back and get it back down Wait, to the okay. maybe okay. it's okay. the name. Okay. Does it have
2: to be any
0: name? Could it be like Jan? What if what, we give uh, him on. a
1: dog? Wait.
0: <laughs>
2: that was bitter. <laughs> <laughs> and true.